0: Welcome to the Kettle Call podcast. We are reaching September and this month is again a special month similar to to June. And we are going to have an extra episode that we are going to do a a research update to you guys to update everyone uh, about the research that we are doing. And we have really cool things to talk to you guys because we are reaching out the end of the summer. So we are going to talk about what we did over the summer and things that we are doing right now. So before... We get started in this conversation. Let me go ahead and call Brooke Playtech. Hello, Brooke. How are you?
1: Hi, Pedro. I'm great. How are you?
0: Very good. Is it a good time for a call?
1: It's always a great time for a cattle call.
0: Hey, it's great. So, Brooke, I was just getting started and, and telling our listeners that we have a, an extra Wednesday this month. So we decided to to make an update again to our research. So can you just, uh, can you just explain what are the... the can you just go over the experiments that we are doing? Are we still doing the same experiments? What we are doing and what we are looking for? Then we can talk a little bit about the performance of the cattle during the summer.
1: Sure. So uh, we're still doing the same experiments that we were doing in June. That we covered um, one of our studies using a hundred or a hundred and five of our cattle. Um, We're looking at an essential oil mixture and how that affects uh, performance and um, temperature regulation of the animal itself. So, again, we have those rumen boluses in them measuring their temperature and their pH uh, throughout these summer months. Um, And I've looked at some of the data as we go, making sure that they're working. And we've got some pretty cool data. So I'm excited to eventually share that with everyone. And then um, our other study is looking um, at a feed additive that, again, is supposed to improve uh, performance or potentially improve performance. Um, so, again, we're doing the similar thing with that. Um, and so we've been weighing them uh, and collecting that data, and they are also bullish as well. So we're still getting that temperature data from them.
0: Very interesting. One one thing that, that is interesting to talk uh, to our listeners, Brooke, is that Before the summer, before July, we were weighing cattle every uh, 28 days, right? And Mm -hmm. because of the heat in July, we actually didn't bring cattle to measure performance, but we did August and and again, we did again in September. So to go over some of the the performance data, we had a quite hot uh, summer, uh, and especially uh, at the end of, of August, the end of July and August was hot and humid. And was interesting that the, 50, the first 56 days of the summer, uh, from June through August, those animals were actually performing pretty well. If, if you remember in our other research update, that was 20 days after we implanted the animals for the first time. The animals were having an amazing game. For you guys who hasn't listened, go to the CCP uh, episode number seventeen, and we did de- we did a research update back in June, and those animals were gaining uh, over four and a half pounds a day, so they were having an amazing gain. We actually had a carryover effect, let's say like that, during the summer, and when we first brought cattle to weight in August, those animals were having uh, a gain that average three almost three point four. Pounds per day, which is pretty cool, right? It's actually was greater than we were expecting when we weighed them back in in August, right, bro?
1: Yeah, these guys are doing really well, and we're performing extremely well given that we uh, the summer did get hot, so we are yes. impressed.
0: Yeah, we had some temperatures over one hundred twenty. Not a lot. Of, I'm not sure if it was as hot as last year, but it's still <laughs> pretty warm. And now when we did again the performance from August through September, we actually saw a great decrease in performance, let's Mm -hmm. say like that. So the animals were gaining uh, close to 3.4 pounds in the first 56 days of the summer. Remember, we had a quite good June, and then at the end of the June through July, the animals still performing well. When the the heat got them, they actually dropped performance. So these past 28 days, our cattle were gaining close to 2.4 pounds a day, so about a pound mm-hmm. less than the, what they were gaining before. But still, they were still gaining. Uh, these decreases, what we expect, the animals were actually eating about 65% of what they were eating before, so they actually dropped intake as well. And overall, during those 84 days of the summer, we're still having a pretty decent performance, which is about 3.05 pounds per day, which is pretty good. When we look at the expected versus observed, we are spot on. We actually mm-hmm. uh, are uh, gaining as, as much as we expect. Overall, uh, close to 200 days, 195 days that we had the animals in the experiment, the animals are actually gaining 3.4, 3.37 pounds a day. Really, really good. A little bit greater than we expect. And we are very... Uh, excited about those animals because we just re-implanted those animals, Mm -hmm. right, Brooke? And then we we have another thing that's cooling down a little bit, and and we are also uh, expecting to increase performance. Uh, There are two things that we are also doing this summer, and now I will let you talk a little bit more, that kind of will explain why the animals were, that could explain a little bit why the animals were uh, had a decrease in performance, and why we are excited about those animals to to have an increase in gain. So can you tell us what else were you doing uh, during the summer?
1: Sure. So um, the first thing we started doing uh, once it started getting hot out was measuring respiration rate. So very simple, very easy, um, just watching for a minute, counting their breaths. Um, and that was really interesting because we did see... Uh, they that their respiration rate rate was greater and when it was very hot. Um, but these past couple weeks we've been cooling down. The nights have been getting cooler, so they're getting some of that relief. Um, and we could definitely see uh, those numbers kind of drifting down. So that respiration rate getting a little slower, a little more relaxed, a little less um, stressful yes. for them.
0: Very simple, but not not the the most pleasure. Uh, mm-hmm. Data to collect, right? But being there, yeah, 11, a little rough. <laughs> Eleven a.m., uh, some days over 110, close to mm-hmm. 150. Uh, it's fun. It's it's uh, interesting to watch how it has changed in this last two weeks. And mm-hmm. and the other thing that's really interesting was that we were able to observe about three or four weeks ago, if I'm not wrong, we we did not have the hottest day but humidity was quite high mm-hmm. and we saw that the humidity harmed the animals worse than the temperature. Uh, mm-hmm. when we are measuring those, those data, that's, that's very interesting. So we are excited that it's cooling off. We are able to see that when we are measuring this respiration rate, uh, in the animals, but what else, uh, are we doing there?
1: So the second thing, um, one thing we started talking about uh, was just the mud in the pens. We saw the pens as it got hotter and hotter, the pens are getting muddier and muddier. Um, So one thing that came to our mind was measuring uh, how much mud we actually had in those pens. Um, So we just started last week, um, going through and measuring the depth of that mud, but also the temperature, the surface temperature of the muddy shaded areas um, and the dry areas within the shade and outside the shade.
0: Pretty good, pretty good, yeah. We were curious because there were some pens that were getting very muddy, uh, Mm -hmm. the others. We actually recorded a podcast, uh, a quizzing about the mud issues uh, and and if you want to listen, please go back to our podcast and listen to that, but was was interesting. We saw that there were some pests that were getting really, really bad, but mm-hmm. we also noticed that the animals were laying down in the mud, and we were curious to see if that was because it was more comfortable to them or because we didn't have any dry spot. Uh, mm-hmm. We are getting some hypotheses on that, and it, it, we only had one data point, but can you tell us what is the difference? Let's go start with that. Are there, I mean, we've talked about shade as well in our another quiz, mm-hmm. but what are the major difference between a shaded versus unshaded spot? And also we were doing the drier versus the wet spot. So can you go mm-hmm. over those data as well?
1: Yeah. And I think this is probably one of the more exciting things for us. And we were excited as we were doing it just because this is immediately apparent how different this was. So I'll start with the shaded area because I think we all can just assume that it's going to be cooler. That's why we have the shade. Um, but the wet, muddier areas of the shade, the shade were about 57 degrees Fahrenheit. The dry areas were a little warmer at 66, but they were fairly similar. Um, The big change comes though in our unshaded areas. Obviously they're getting that direct sunlight the wet areas weren't so bad they were about 86 degrees so warmer than the shaded areas but still not so bad but the dry areas are where we got that big jump um where we saw the dry areas that are unshaded at around 130 degrees so we're seeing um from the coolest shade area to the hottest dry area almost a 70 degree difference there
0: that's that's huge and and there's some things to point out, most of the shaded area was wet because mm-hmm. the animals are there, uh, being there and everything. Most of the unshaded area was dry because it, it gets more sun, it dries more, but also the animals won't spend a lot of time there. Uh, but it, on average, it's very interesting to see that the shaded area was, let's say, 60 to 65, 63 Fahrenheit, -hmm. But the unshaded dry areas were over 125. So, more Mm -hmm. than double than that. That's a huge. And that also shows the importance of having the shade in our pens,
1: right? 100%. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And and another thing that was was interesting is that we are actually scoring the pens and we are going to see if there is any effect on those pens. We we were able to observe that uh, the wetter spots are cooler. But now we are measuring the depth of that, and, and also we will be able to see if really, really muddy, even though it's cooler, if it's actually harming the animal by getting harder to reach the feed bank and other, other things like that. So it's important to have a shaded area. It's important to not overcrowd the shaded area as well. So we, we'll get, the animals are going to be there because it's cooler. So we don't want them to be there all the time. We also want them to get up and eat and be comfortable as well. So that's very interesting, Brooke. Is there anything else that I'm forgetting here?
1: I don't think so. I think those are the biggest uh, points that we've been doing this summer. And I personally, some the things I'm most excited about.
0: Me too. Uh, I think I got pretty excited. We are kind of developing this method. We are going to continue to do this uh, measurements, the respiration is still doing that on a week basis and the temperature we will be collecting every 15, so twice a month until the end of, of the year. And then we are thinking about doing that for the whole year next year. We'll see mm-hmm. how that, that goes, and, but it's it's been really exciting. So, Brooke, thank you very much. I'm excited that next week we will come back with the cuisine, and I'm excited for that as well. So... Thank you very much. Is it a good time for a call?
1: It's always a great time for a cattle call.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you.